everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we worry so much. And in hindsight, if we just look back at everything, everything has worked out, you know? And also, everything can be a blessing if you look at it that way. You know, rejection can be the redirection. It's really how you shape your perception and your reality. You're listening to Power FM Radio. This is a podcast where ladies come together and try to share their opinions and empower each other to be better women in society. Um, did he just say try? <laughs> You're listening to Power FM, where women don't try, we do. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Power Femme. I am so excited to have you guys here today. I have an amazing guest. Today's review is from at mayor.claire. She says, listen to Power Femme over and over. This is the perfect pick-me-up and mindset refresh when I'm ready to supercharge and step into my power. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Meredith. I love you. That is so, so sweet. And honestly, that's exactly what I want. I want these episodes to be like that shot of espresso that leave you feeling so freaking inspired and so in your power. That is what Power Femme is all about. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. I have the lovely, the one and only Haley. Hi. Say hi. Hello. Hello, is hello. This thing on? Yeah, it's on. It's on. <laughs> she's like been sitting here for 10 minutes and she's like, am I even like, what's going on here? Okay, let me do a little intro for you, Hey, for those who don't know you. So, Hey is one of LA's most sought after Reiki healers and teachers whose regular clients include Hollywood producers, celebrities, business executives, and more. She is the founder of a wellness brand called Stay and Vibe. A company driven to help people heal their mind, body, and spirit. Over the years, Hay has spread her knowledge of Reiki by working with clients both hands-on and even teaching hundreds of individuals across the span of 20 countries around the globe. On top of all of this, Hay is obtaining a master's degree in clinical psychology so that she can fulfill her mission of cultivating a practice that creates deep and accessible healing through a mind, body, and spirit approach. Hay is also the author of Reiki Illustrated, the visual reference guide of hand positions, symbols, and treatment sequences for common conditions. This can be ordered on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Apple Books today. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> you are just so amazing. You really did your research. I. It's like I know you from like a past life or something, huh? How do you even find Reiki? Like how, how right. did Reiki find you? Right. So that's a good question. I... Don't even know where to start, but I guess I'll start from my childhood. Um, So since I was young, I've always been very, very sensitive to energy and been intuitive. And, you know, my middle school friends used to joke around and say that I was psychic because I would say certain things and it would come true or that thing would actually happen in real life. Um, And this is kind of spooky, but I had a total of seven strangers come up to me in public to tell me that I had to go see them or that they saw something like unique with me. And um, And at one point, like seven people walked up to you? It was in middle school and high school. And two people came up to me in the same aisle um, at Ralph's um, on Pico in Beverly Hills. Whoa, (laughs) what aisle was it? It was like the pasta aisle. I don't know. I wonder if it was like two or like two, two, two. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I see. Um, no, I don't, re- I don't really remember, but, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. But I think in hindsight, I think that's how the universe was planting the seeds wow. and trying to get me to 
you know, discover this path of, you know, my connection with the metaphysical world. Were you scared as a child when these people came up to you? Like, did you think? Yes. So what were you like? I wasn't scared, but I thought there was something wrong with me as opposed to like that it was something good, you know? Yeah. And um, what did they they say to you? Something about like me having to go see them. And they gave me like a business card or they're like, can I read you? And I'd be like, okay, sure. And um, I would go home with this business card, but they they like charged like maybe like $150 and I was in middle school and I didn't yeah. have that much money. And I honestly kind of got annoyed because I'm like, why are you stopping me? Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. No, it's so annoying. I've been stopped. Yeah. The thing is, I grew up religious, but I my dad worked for one company all his life, climbed up the corporate ladder until he was 45. So that's kind of all I knew. So yeah. after college, I went to um, work at a tech company um, as an account executive. And while I was at that job, I felt like I had this life purpose that I wasn't fulfilling. And that feeling made me feel really guilty and empty and honestly really depressed. Wow. And um, I think I found this prayer online and it says something like, use me as you will, like show me my life purpose in a way that I will understand. So I think I said that about for two weeks um, before I went to bed. Wow. And... Where synchronicities and signs all led me to this healing modality of Reiki that I barely knew anything about. And I started getting invited to these wellness retreats um, by friends and their bosses. And these retreats were like $3,000 for the whole weekend. And Mm -hmm. I didn't have that kind of money as like a 23-year-old. So during those wellness events, one of the instructors came up to me and she was like, I think you have something like... I think it's worth you like exploring Reiki and that planted like another seed in my head. And honestly, I was so unhappy at my job that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see like what this is about because first, like one, I am really, really sensitive to energy and I have this like strong connection to the metaphysical world. So I'm like, there's nothing to lose. So I got certified and then, um, after the certification, so it's not like a magic pill where you just get the certification and you just wake up differently, right? It's all about the time and effort that you put into the practice. So, um, you know, I was still working at my corporate job. Like, I didn't quit yet. And I started doing Reiki on my friends and family and my coworkers, and they started crying in these sessions. And that gave me the encouragement to go a little deeper, and um, and then I don't know what came first, honestly, but I created this Instagram handle, Stay in Vibe, which is my practice now. That, mm-hmm. And I think I started posting videos and friends um, and photos of my friends receiving Reiki from me. And then strangers, like people that I didn't know, reached out to me asking me for a session. Wow. So I was like, okay, like maybe I can do this part time. That kind of saw like a little like you know a path in front of me that was like I can kind of go this route and see what happens and I was doing that for a little bit and then uh, what really helped me build my I mean grow my practice in a really short amount of time was when Colomigos which is like this resort in Malibu this two hundred like property acre resort 
uh, reached out to me and asked me to be their Reiki healer. And wow, um, that opportunity was really good. Um, or it just was really great for my practice because I was able to do Reiki on influencers and celebrities. Wow. And the power of you know social media marketing, um, you know, helped me grow my business. And then the pandemic hit. You mentioned being really sensitive to energy and being connected right. to the meta- metaphysical world. Mm-hmm. Can you explain, like, how do you know if you are sensitive to energy? I think right. maybe there are some people out there who just are completely unconscious of, right. of like, how energy affects them. Totally. So how did you know that that was, like, what did that look like being sensitive to energy? Mm -hmm. And how did you know that it was energy that you were sensitive to? Right. I mean, when I was young, you know, I didn't really know, but in hindsight, so like, you know, if I hang out with you and you're having a really bad day and you're not telling me about your, you know, what kind of day you're having, like I will soak that up. I'm an Mm -hmm. empath. And then I will start feeling bad, you Mm -hmm. know? And just like absorbing, like when I travel, like when I enter certain rooms, like I feel like the energy of the room is off. You know, I get pretty anxious in like these like crowded big settings and social settings. So just like being maybe sensitive to people, but people are, you know, our energy. So, mm, okay. Yeah. And then growing up religious, you, yeah. what was your religion? Uh, I was Christian. So what was it like for you to find this like metaphysical world I mean I grew up going to church every Sunday but it wasn't it was more to like be with my family like my parents are not that religious Mm -hmm. that wasn't that religious back then and it Mm -hmm. was just like a thing that we did on Sunday morning Mm -hmm. Um, and they always gave me the freedom to believe in anything you know that I wanted to believe in so they just like wanted to you know, have this like family tradition every Sunday, but I wasn't forced into any religion mm-hmm. by any means. Um, so, you know, my mom's side is actually um, Christian. And then my dad's side, um, my, my grandma, my dad's side is Buddhist. So I got like kind of like a glimpse of both religions growing up. Like I went to like temples and I went to churches. And um, so I think I had that freedom to just kind of explore what, you know, what, what is out there. Well, I too kind of had that ability to sort of, you know, choose, like I was introduced to the spiritual world yeah. and like, because the things that I was saying and praying and mm-hmm. meditating on, that was my introduction to yeah. it. And that was coming true. And right. it was the closest I'd felt to God ever. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I wouldn't say I believe in all religions because I don't know every single religion out yeah. there, but you know, I think it, all religions are trying to prove the same thing. Like there's something greater than us, guiding us, loving us and protecting us at all times. So like whatever religion that you were born with, whatever, like whatever resonates with you, like that can be a religion and you can believe in all religions. You can not believe in anything and just believe in the universe, the stars, the planets, whatever it is Like God can be anything that you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like this one, you know, God, that we like think about when we think about religion. Right. It, it can be like the trees, it can be the plants, flowers, the ocean, anything. Like there's universal intelligence in every single thing on this earth. What is Reiki? So Reiki is an energy healing modality and Reiki actually translates to universal life force energy. Rei means universal or spiritual and Ki translates to life force energy. So this key is the same thing as qi in Chinese medicine. Mm. 
uh, prana, light mentioned in the Bible. And this is a vital force that is within each and every one of us. And without it, we would just not be alive. And I know the word Reiki can sound esoteric to some people, um, but if you think about it, we've been healing with our hands since the beginning of times, even before Reiki was a thing. Like for example, like let's say your kid falls on the floor. Like what is the first thing you do? Like you place your hands on the wounded area, right? Yeah. To heal. And when you have a headache, what do you do? You place your hands on your head to put pressure on it. It's like we have, like our hands are one of the most intentional parts of our bodies. Yeah. Um, and in yoga, it is said that our hands are extensions of our heart chakras. So it's like we can't like physically place our hearts on people, different parts of the bodies, but we can, you know, use our hands to promote healing. And I just thought that was really beautiful. It's oh like we're God. healing with our hearts, you can know. Can you imagine if you just like went and put your heart on people <laughs> to try to heal them? I'm sorry. People would end up suing me, I think. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, actually, so I just, I recently just, um, my friend brought this up to me. When I hug people, I usually hug to the, like I left. usually go to the left. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but no, he you was know like, why. no, you need to back up and you need to put your your head to the right because then right. your heart right. touches, oops, then your heart touches their heart. Right, that's what I meant. You go to the right so your left part is touching. Right, your okay. Heart. That's what you do to connect with somebody. But, yeah. but me naturally, I'm always like, oh, hey. And I like right. go to the right, but if you hug from if you hug somebody from the left, yeah. you the energy is palpable. Right, your should hearts do, are touching. Should we do a? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe after. Yeah, maybe after. Um, that is so beautiful yeah. and so fascinating. You know, when Josh and I first started dating, mm -hmm. um, like he would just we would we would cuddle and he would like. There was something very magnetic about the two of us, like right. our energy together. And we would just hold each other. And I never knew this until you just told me that energy is transferred from your hands. Yeah. But I, I remember I would hold him and I would just imagine energy going from my heart and like into his body. Yeah. And he would do it back to me. Totally. And we would do it without even saying we were doing it yeah. to each other. Yeah. And then after... I would be like, I was sending you love. And he's like, I felt it. And I was sending you love. Aww. Like, it's... You guys it's, are cute. I know. <laughs> Sometimes we're cute. Um, no, like, we're just... This is like a human shell. Like, we are energetic beings. And this is just a shell that we were given. So, like, even if we're not touching, like, I can... I mean, that's how distant Reiki works, too. Like, you yeah. don't have to be physically touching to transfer energy. Like, you can think about the person... And kind of like send them good vibes or thoughts yeah. and they'll think about you. It's like I always in romantic relationships, like I know when the other person is thinking about me. Mm -hmm. Or like let's say you like have a dream about someone and then you run into them in real like in real life the mm -hmm. next day. Or you think about someone and they call you. I think like that always happens. Like totally. I call you and you're like, I was just thinking about you. Yes, that always happens. Yeah. We are connected. And like, right. I think I might be a psychic too on a level. But Everyone's, like, everyone is. Yeah. It's it, a muscle that we can develop over time. Yes. And so yeah. are empaths more prone to ESP? Um, I think those are kind of a little bit different. But ESP stands for extrasensory perception. So that's like precognition. Uh, when there's an energy transference, when you can like kind of read people's minds a little bit and like just know what they're feeling and what they're thinking. Um, and my teacher says something really interesting. Um, one of my teachers told me that, you know, kids with um, 
trauma growing up are a little bit more intuitive. Like it's like that part of your brain is more developed because mm. you had to predict the future. So like I grew up, you know, my my parents are great people, but they didn't have like the best relationship and um, they fought a lot and we moved a lot. So there was just a lot of uncertainty in my life. So yeah. I think that part of my brain where I had to predict the future just became stronger. And yeah. I say trauma with this, like a small, like, you know, lowercase t. Yeah, a little t because like nothing like crazy happened. And it just my life was just always unknown. Like mm. it was never, I felt like it was never stable. So yeah. I had to predict the future to give myself the comfort that I wanted as a kid. What is a sign? Yeah. When, what was your first sign? What's a significant sign for you? And how did you know like this is a sign? Right. Um, so signs can mean several things, I think. So it can be like a hello from the other side, like your loved ones who have passed over mm -hmm. saying like, hey, I'm with you. Like, you're not alone. I love you. I'm here. Or it can be like, you know, a signal from the non-physical world saying, yes, you're on the right path keep going or like mm. no this is not for you there's something better or this is not for you so you're just gonna feel like you know not aligned with that decision that you've made when something is for you it will feel like you're swimming with the current as opposed to swimming against the current right so it's yeah. a, maybe it's a gut feeling maybe it's a sign from numbers billboards something that a stranger says passing by you know through songs really anything yeah. you know and you have to be open to it mm -hmm. and um i don't remember to, like the first sign i received to be honest but i will say i lost my grandma a year ago and i you know i wanted to test it out with her so i told her i didn't tell her in like in person but i told like the universe her in spirit and i told her you know, if you're with me, send me a sign by sending me an elephant, but not just one elephant. The elephants have to be on top of each other, like stacked up vertically. Because mm. I want it to be... So specific. I want it to be specific, not to like give her a hard time or anything, but because <laughs> I didn't want to second guess. Like, is that was that a sign? Mm. Like, I just wanted to know. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. And like a lot of people say, like, I get signs from coins, rainbows, birds, but I was like, no, I want something more specific than yeah. that. And I remember it was like a few months after my grandma passed away and I'm scrolling through Instagram and I come across this video of an elephant giving birth. And for a few seconds in that video, um, while the elephant is giving birth, um, the elephants are on top of each other, yeah. right? And I was like, am I stretching the truth? Like, I was like, that could be a sign, but like, I don't know. And then I look at the Instagram handle and the Instagram handle was Amma Mother, which means Amma means uh, mom in Korean. So like, it was like mother, mother. <gasps> and it was my grandma, my mom's side. So my mom's mom, which is my grandma. So I was like, okay, like that's there clearly a sign. Like that's like two signs in a row. And I was like, okay, then like I will kind of like be not believe you like I think I believe that but I just wanted something more concrete mm -hmm. more tangible yeah. to prove yeah and um so like yeah I always when people ask me like how do I open myself to signs I said get specific you can you know say like a plastic dragonfly on the floor and then the background has to be green. Like you can get that specific yeah. and you'll receive it you, you know can. no totally you should tell them about your dad and 
I mean, I don't Big know how Sean, long this how many... Coachella. Okay, wait, no. let's go to the Jack Johnson maybe. I don't wait, know. Wait, no, this is so good, you guys. Okay, so um, so yeah, I am gonna I'm gonna pause the episode now and I'm gonna insert because I recorded an audio okay. on this somewhere already. I've got to find it okay. where I explain the whole story about the sign from my dad and how my dad channeled Big Sean. It's crazy. Um, I want to touch on the idea of seasons of healing because this has been a big one for me. Um, I'm going to get emotional, but uh, if you guys have listened to the show for a while, you know that my dad has been battling with uh, brain cancer and he actually passed away uh, about a month ago. Amidst all of the chaos, um, I've received so much confirmation from my dad and and I know that he's with me and my faith has only grown so much deeper. And the message that keeps coming through is that it's okay. It's okay to rest. It's okay to let yourself have a moment. It's okay to heal. And it's also okay to show up when you're vulnerable and messy and you haven't figured it out. Because I really feel like it paves the way for other people who are also struggling. Um, another thing is that it's totally okay to not be strong, you know. I know I'm a strong-ass bitch, but it's okay to not be strong. Um, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel weak and not know, you know, what, how you're going to get up that day. I mean, the depression has been very, very real, but it's taught me so much. And that's the other thing is just like, I didn't come this far to come this far. So if you're someone who's going through a crazy life experience, crazy changes, major doubt, just feels like things are not going your way, the world's against you, you've got the weight on your shoulders of the world. It is teaching you something. Here's the crazy story, you ready? Okay, so after my dad passed, which was very, very traumatic, um, I decided I needed to have some fun. I was like, you know what? I'm only gonna focus on happiness and fun because I've been in this very dark place. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to Coachella. So I went to Coachella weekend one. I wasn't really sure like I wanted to go weekend one, weekend two. And I just told the universe, I've been very open with the universe. I'm like, listen, guys, hey, angels, God, dad, whatever, all of you guys up there. I love you all. I see you all. If I'm meant to like move forward and go to Coachella, I'm going to go to Coachella. That was what I said. And so I bought a ticket to Coachella and the damn ticket got shipped to Atlanta <laughs> the day before I'm supposed to be in Indio, California. And that didn't even deter me or upset me. I like I still haven't gotten my $450 back from <laughs> Ticketmaster, but I don't even care because again, it was just like, oh, well, we don't have brain cancer, so let's not be upset. Who cares? It's just money. And if I'm meant to go to Coachella, I'll go to Coachella. Well, yeah, I manifested a VIP ticket again <laughs> for free. I went and stayed in the desert with my friends. And I mean, on my way up to the desert this time, and I had let go of all the stress and the heat and the sadness. And I just felt like I really was opening myself up to the universe and talking to my dad. And I felt like I was really ready for him to come through. And on my way up to the desert this time, I mean, I just felt so divinely guided. Like I, it didn't matter. Like I just trusted and knew that I was in the right place at the right time. I kept getting confirmation. I'd look at the clock at exactly 1111 or 555 or 333 or 444. And like I would pass signs and billboards that literally say like Jesus loves you or like just like crazy undeniable signs that was just like, it was just confirmation for me. Like I didn't even know going to the desert that I had a VIP 
ticket yet. Like I was just like, I'm just going. But like I had this inner knowing every single time I started to see a sign. I was like, oh my God, God wants me here. This is exactly right. My angels are talking to me. Like I can feel them. And so anyways, I get to the desert. My friend Michael Ramos is like, hey, I have a VIP ticket for you. I left your name at the <laughs> at the freaking uh, will call. So just go pick up your VIP ticket. I go back to the house, hang out with all my amazing friends. It was so good for my soul. And I decided, you know what? Let's go have a good time. So we go to Coachella. I'm, I get separated from my friends and we're in a group text. There's literally like no service. And so I'm trying to find my friends and everyone's texting saying, go meet at the Big Sean stage. And I love Big Sean. So I was like, sure, okay, great. On my way, bump into my two really good friends, Glenda and Blake. And they have not seen me since my dad's passing. And Blake gives me a big hug and he says to me, I'm so sorry about your dad. And so I said to him, I was like, yeah, I know. And he was like, yeah, you know, he's totally still with you. It's an energy thing. Just believe it. Just trust that. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And so then my friend Maria like pulls my hand. She's like, Heidi, we have to go. And so we keep walking and we get to the Big Sean stage and I'm looking for my friends. So as we approach the stage, Mike Posner's performing his song. You got designer shades just to hide your face and you wear them around like you're cooler than me. Everyone knows this song, okay? And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, Mike Posner's out. That's so cool. But like, I'm also still actively not paying attention and looking for my friends. Big Sean walks out on the stage and as I'm looking for my friends, half paying attention, half not, I hear Big Sean say, I was praying before I came out on this stage and all I could think about was your dad, your dad who had brain cancer. And I can really feel his energy. And I literally, I, I, I stopped in my tracks. I started to cry on the spot. I was like, oh my God, me too. Like, what, is he talking to me? And I said to my friend Maria, I'm like, did you hear that? And she's like, yeah, I totally, totally just heard that. And that is insane. And I just started to cry because all of a sudden I felt my dad literally over me like a warm blanket. And it's, it's an indescribable thing that only I know. Like 100% was my dad talking to me, literally communicating with me through a microphone in front of hundreds of thousands of people just to tell me that he was with me and he can talk to me. And I think this is happening because I'm literally so open to the experiences, right? The next day, Maria told me, hey, Heidi, I was accidentally recording a video during all of that in my pocket and I actually caught it on tape. What? So I have the audio. It's proof. I wasn't crazy. Um, it was 100% a real thing that happened. And I went on Instagram the next day. I shared about this on my Instagram story. A friend heard my story and he follows Mike Posner. I don't even follow Mike Posner. He follows Mike Posner and he sends me a video that Mike Posner posted of that moment 
about how, and I didn't know any of these things about Mike Posner, but Mike Posner was like, I'm from Detroit. Big Sean's from Detroit. My dad is from Detroit. And he's in this video, he's just talking about how Big Sean was like family to him and that he used to call his dad, Daddy Pose, and that he died of brain cancer. Literally, same as me literally same as me my dad is from detroit his dad's from detroit i had to be in the perfect place at the right time to even hear that experience so you know you could be someone who chalks things up to coincidence but i am someone who (laughs) i just can't deny god's goodness and god's love and the signs and the power and the intelligence guys who remembers my Instagram story from a couple days ago? You probably don't remember. But I posted something about how my dad is was communicating with me through Big Sean at Coachella. It's been a wild, wild just like experience digesting that whole thing. And uh, I just, I said, I decided, like I said to my friend, I was like, someone needs to introduce me to Big Sean or someone needs to introduce me to Mike Posner so that I can tell them about what happened. And I'm not even kidding you, an hour or two later, I got a video from my friend and he says, look who I just ran into, look at this. Hey Heidi, heard you had a, um, I hope all is well. I know you're going through a tough time and a lot of us are, but you know, that doesn't take away how dramatically heavy that your situation is. Um, I heard your dad, right? Passed away from brain cancer. And one thing that I want you to remember is that you were lucky enough to have a dad that you have memories with and that um, no matter what goes on, whether it's good times or bad times, that it's all temporary and life is full of these experiences and it's carving you out to be the best version of yourself. So I hope you find comfort. You're always gonna miss him, you're always gonna love him, but you know, things will get better. And just just know that. And it's making you into even a stronger, more resilient version of yourself. And, uh, and you also gained a guardian angel as well. So that's beautiful. All right, peace. Okay guys, so for those of you who don't recognize his voice, that was Big Sean literally (laughs) talking directly to me in a video it's funny because it was actually the friend of mine who got me that vip ticket michael my friend who doesn't even live in la he lives in santa barbara was in la because his girlfriend was flying into town and so he went to pick her up and they decided to stop at a shake shack and while they were together he turns around and big sean walks in And so thank you, Michael. Um, I hope that was inspiring. I'm going to get back to the episode now. Love you. I'm in shock. So welcome back. Like, wow. Just a wow sign. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. And I was like, that's triple signs right there. Yeah. Right? Like you you, you had to first somehow record that portion of him talking on stage and you didn't even know you were recording no my friend was accidentally recording a 13 minute video in her yeah, pocket and it was like all black but you could hear you could hear it yeah so, and then you told me about it and then he big sean also lost his dad no no mike right? posner lost his dad to brain cancer okay, okay. and he just so happened to be 
at Coachella, Big Sean is the one who came out. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm walking to Big Sean. Why is Mike Posner like on the stage? That's yeah. weird. And um, Big Sean came out and then said, hey, like, all I could think about was your dad backstage. Mm. You could really feel his energy. He's definitely here right now. Wow. And like that, like my, that was my dad. Yeah. That was my dad. Were you crying? I was sobbing. I was sobbing. And then the next day I did some research and I found out Big Sean is from Detroit. Mike Posner is from Detroit. My dad is from Detroit. Oh, wow. I got, I just got chills. And um, he's with you all the time. Like you feel it. He's with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And so... Hey, you guys. Okay, so here's how Hay and I are connected. Hay and I met in high school. Mm-hmm. Hay's name is Hay Lee. And I remember when I met Hay Lee at school, we were in a staircase. I was going up. She was going down. And our friend Sam Kolko introduced us yeah. in the stairwell. Sam Kolko has since passed away. He's one of our really good friends. I remember in that moment thinking to myself, prior to any of my spiritual involvement, consciousness, anything, interesting, my sister's name is Haley. Like, my real blood sister's name is Haley. Right. And it wasn't until my dad passed away that I finally obtained some pictures of my biggest sister. I'm actually the youngest of three sisters. I'm the youngest girl. And my oldest sister's name was Danielle. Mm -hmm. And she died as a baby. And my dad never told me about her. Wow. But when my dad passed away, I obtained, like, when your parents pass away or like a family member, really close family member passes away, like the saddest thing ever is like you go through all their stuff. And I found Danny's footprints and baby pictures and little wrist tags and it had her birthday on it. And I don't, did I send it to you? Okay, this is what happened. So we were on your couch like a few months ago and yeah. we were talking about um, your, I was like, there's like that picture of your mom and your dad. And I was like asking questions about them. Oh, yeah. And I remember you told me about how you're like, yeah, my dad had uh, someone before me. Like I have a half sister, but she passed away. She's an angel. And like you've always told me like you felt like you feel like my sister, like from a past life. Yeah. And I think you're telling me about Danielle and you're showing me a picture. Yeah. And I like zoom in and it has the same birthday as like there's like 419 April 19 and I'm like wait that's my birthday and that was exactly after it was exactly after the conversation that we had you were like I feel like you're my sister from a past life yeah and I was like wait that's kind of weird and then yeah. you were like also like my real like my full sister's name is Haley and my full name is Haley. my first name is Hay last name's Lee <laughs> um so I don't know it's just like people can think like oh like that's you know, a stretch or whatever, yeah. but like we kind of just feel it. We are so connected right, right. and so open. And people yeah. ask me all the time, like they're like, gosh, wow, Heidi, like you're so, like, it's so crazy how your dad is like so loud and like, like he, he, he's like so obviously with you. Like yeah. how, how can I start to receive signs and stuff? And so I want to talk on like yeah. how people can start to receive signs and yeah. open themselves up, but let's tell them about Jack Johnson. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's also even crazy. Okay, so I love Jack Johnson, and I bought... Why do you love Jack Johnson? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So he went to UCSB, and that's where I went to college, and my guy friend, sophomore year, used to live in his house, like, you know, after he, like, left, and um, my ex-boyfriend at the time, like, lived in his room that he lived in, like, what, I don't know how old he is, but he lived in the same room, and... um, the first time I did acid, I listened to the whole album in his room and um, just like Fell had a really love. good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a great time. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had tickets to a Jack Johnson concert. Yes. So I bought these tickets like months in advance, right? And I just bought two. I was like, someone will come with me, whatever. And it was like, you know, quickly approaching. And I was flying to Mexico City the next day and I had some work to do. So I was like, I don't think I should go. Like my flight's at like 5 a.m. Maybe I shouldn't go and sell those tickets. And then I put them out there, but no one bought them. So I was like, honestly, I should just go. Like I I bought them for a reason, you know? And I honestly, like none of my like close friends except you like listen to that kind of music. Like maybe call it my college friends, but not my friends here. And the first person that I thought of was you. Oh and I was God. like, maybe I should take Heidi. But then sh- you told me that week that that Friday was your dad's birthday. My dad's so birthday. I remember sending you a voice note. And I was like, hey, I know like it's your dad's birthday this Friday. So I don't know if you would want to come to this. But I have an extra ticket to Jack Johnson. Like, would you want to come? And you were like, 100%. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. So... Okay, so I took you. Yeah, you took me. And we, and we had the best time. It was a super emotional day for me. Like, And I just remember I was like, hey, I'm going to cry at this concert. I just oh, know I it. Oh, I knew. Exactly. I just know it. Yeah. And so we took a little bit of mushrooms. <laughs> I, I, we would have cried without it, though. We would have cried without it. But we were sobbing. Like, the sleeves of my sweater <laughs> was so, wet. Well, we were having a great time. We, we literally sat, like, in somebody else's seats. I don't even know. <laughs> Because we were too. We like, wanted to get close. Yes, and also it was kind of empty in the beginning. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I couldn't <laughs> find my seat. <laughs> okay. And so, so it's a great, it's a great freaking concert. Uh, Jack Johnson talks about how this is a really special night for him, probably the most special concert he's ever had because he had like forty friends backstage because right, right. he's home and yeah. he's in LA and it's the Hollywood Bowl and everybody totally. came from Santa Barbara, so it's just so special for him. And I just remember thinking, it's so special for me too because I'm like literally with my spirit sister <laughs> and my it's my dad's birthday right. and I'm just like I'm thinking to myself like this is just so amazing and they're also playing like a lot of throwbacks that yeah. were not on his record that right. are not by him that are some of my dad's favorite songs and the whole time I'm like hey this is my dad's <laughs> favorite song like literally and I'm like you know and she's just like yeah he's here with us and I just I thought it was so funny because like he took over Coachella like a headliner at Coachella like <laughs> literally like it's just so on brand for my dad to like be the loudest person in the room and like just let me know and so it's like I was like how fitting like he does communicate to me through music even when I'm driving in my car mm-hmm. like he communicates to me through music yeah. and so I was like really believing like while we were there that like my dad was putting on this concert for yeah. me for his birthday yeah. and then well, didn't you also tell me that he goes by JJ or something yeah yeah and JJ. Jack Johnson Jack Johnson yeah my that was another thing my dad's nickname is JJ yeah crazy like literally and then yeah tell them and then about and then so the lady okay yes and so I went on like a healing sabbatical when my dad died to Hawaii with Josh Jack Johnson lives in Hawaii and he brought this Hawaiian woman with him yeah that he to just the signed. concert that he just signed to his record label or whatever mm-hmm. you call it and um they and this was the like the last song that we'd stayed for like we were literally about to walk out and we're sitting in our actual seats at this point I think because we'd been kicked out so we're like in the very very back on mushrooms having a good time and I'm like literally holding Hay's hand I'm just like I I just felt like something was about to happen and and so this Hawaiian woman comes on stage at his concert and she starts to talk about 
oh, he introduces her and he's like, guys, like I'm coming out with a new album and I'm going to share this song. It's the first time I've ever shared this song, ever played live, ever, ever, ever. I'm sad because it's actually not on my album. It's on this woman's album, but I just signed her. And so we wrote this song together and we want to play it for you for the first time for anyone ever. And they talk about the song that they wrote together um, for their dads. For their dads. Yeah. Their dads both died, and mm-hmm. they just wrote this song together, mm-hmm. and it was for their dads. And we started bawling. Like, it was tears not, were shooting out I of think my people eyes. were honestly looking at us, like, weirdly. <laughs> we were, like, not just crying. I, we were sobbing. No, sobbing. Literally, like, it was like JJ, Jack Johnson, was playing a song with this woman from Hawaii about recovering from healing from their dads dying honoring them honoring them on your dad's birthday on my dad's birthday and i just took you because and my spirit sister took me because you couldn't sell my tickets (laughs) and i wanted to go and i wanted to take you and i was like yeah why why not you know and we had the best time um but i just remember like the sleeves of my sweaters were like soaking soaking yeah no literally (laughs) like it was not okay we cried so hard and you were crying too like you know i mean i cried at everything but yes also it was just very emotional i love jack johnson like music moves me and that was a really beautiful experience like i just I also like wanted to hold space for you. Yeah, I love you. Um, You're so good at that. And um, yeah, it was it was an amazing night. And it's actually funny because that night, like, I wouldn't say jealous is like the right word, but I was like. Heidi got so many signs from her dad. Like, I want signs from my grandma. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. And then... And then literally... The, literally wait. two days after, I went to Mexico City, and you text me. You're like, scroll... You sent me a screenshot of, like, elephants on top of each other from, like, Facebook. Yeah. And I get this text message, and I'm in an Uber. I'm not... I'm honestly not making this up. I can, like, show you guys a screenshot. Yeah. Um, I'm in the Uber, and you know how there's, like, in the backseat, there's, like... TVs for like advertisements and things. Yes. Um, and I get that text and I look over and I see elephants on top of each other. They're like showing a video and I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, no. And then, get this, the Airbnb that we rented out on my bedside table, there's a lamp and there was an elephant like um, stuffed animal that was stuck to the lamp as like a, I don't know, decor, I guess. And then I also bought pinatas for my friends um, as like a pregame thing. And you know those like Kindle eggs, like those chocolate eggs. Oh yeah. Ki- no, it's not Kindle. What is it called? I don't know. I actually don't those- know. I was just <laughs> pretending to know. <laughs> I don't know. Those those Are they, like, like chocolate, chocolate eggs? eggs. I'm saying it wrong. I think they're German. Um, but that was like one of like the goodies that were in the pinata. And I opened one up and. It had um, like a small elephant toy. And I was like, wait, that's just one elephant. That's not a sign for me. Oh, my God. And hey. look, look at this. And then I look at the like the instruction page. Like the, there's like a manual that comes with the toy. And then like there were two elephants on like on top of each other. And I was like, okay, that's a sign. I don't know. It's just like I like to get really specific yeah, and have yeah, fun yeah. with it. And I'm yeah. like, don't give me one elephant. Give me well, one elephant on top of each other. And then I'll recognize <sighs> it as a sign. It, it's so nice to get those clear signs from them because our loved ones are still communicating with us. Like there is still a channel of communication and you can totally still have a relationship with them. I'm literally looking at my dad's golf balls right now, like just thinking about him. Like I love him so much and that love will never go away. Yes, the memories will go. 
your memory will get less and less over time, but there is something inside of you that will just never, ever leave you. Yeah. No, it's their spirit. So, like, if, even if they sh- visit you in dreams, like, they're, they still have the same personality, the same laugh, you know? Yeah. And I honestly loved your advice when you said you should film your parents as much as you can. Because yeah. I think having recordings... And like their, you know, their voice and their mannerisms yeah. is so important to remember. It's as, so important. It's so much more than the picture because they're like, it's like moving, totally, you know? Totally, I sadly don't have that many videos of my dad, but I have a lot of live photos. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Because you see them moving and you see them just right. smile and do their thing and like... It's really important, you guys. Like, even if your parents are healthy right now, just start to record them when they're doing their silly thing Mm -hmm. or when they're doing that thing that drives you crazy. Just record it because those are the things that you're going to miss literally more than anything. Like, I miss my dad being so freaking loud in the kitchen when I'm trying to sleep at, like, 6 a.m. Like, I miss him coming in and annoyingly opening the door and being like, good morning, are you getting up? And it's like, no, leave me alone, dad, I'm going to sleep. And then he's like, he he doesn't even say anything. He just closed the door and then he comes back five minutes later. He's like, get up. And he like closes the door. And I'm just like, it was the most annoying thing in the entire world. But like, I would give anything right. for him to wake me up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You always say like, I'm open. Like I'm yeah. open to receiving. I'm open to doing this. And yeah, I keep saying that. And yeah. you do have a really strong connection to your dad on the yeah. other side, I think. I, I think it's like, I've just had so much confirmation. And, and yeah. the, the confirmation for me has come, I've never known what I wanted the confirmation to look like. Right. But I think that my curiosity and desire to know more about life and know more deeply yeah. has led me to understand things. Like I, for example, like I've subscribed to this verse that's in the Bible, I am mm-hmm. that I am. And essentially what Jesus was saying is, I am God. And so I've always believed like the words I am are so mm-hmm. powerful yeah, and they create totally. our, our reality. So I am is something I've subscribed to my whole life. And I always tried to like impart this wisdom on my dad, but he was very, very Catholic. So it never really landed with him. But when he died, I have a Bible. And so like I, I pick it up and I, I was like, I'm going to read the book of John because that's my dad's name. Mm. And on the first page, the very first page, the definition of the holy name John is I am. Ooh. it's literally I am Love that. and that for me was confirmation like I was right. like God yeah. like you know what I mean yeah. it's just like honestly though we always have this open communication with the non-physical world and our naked eyes can only see this but yeah. there's just so much out there and like us as like healers and empaths like we feel those things yeah. you know but we can't like necessarily prove them right yeah. but my medium teacher told me that we actually miss like about, I mean, it depends on the person, but like 50% of the signs that we're given. So like, just imagine how much they're communicating with you and like, they're always talking to you, but we're only receiving like 50%. I mean, I think we both receive a lot and very, very like accurate signs from the other side. But I also think it's fun. I think people like, you know, sometimes I used to think that people used to talk about like signs and things like that were like a little bit delusional and naive, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And my advice is like, don't believe it until you try it, Mm. you know, like experience it for yourself. You don't have to believe what we say, like have your own experiment and then test it out and see what you receive. And then you can believe then. We were very lucky to have 
two coins, like two sides of the coin with religion. Like growing mm. up, you were given Buddhism right. and Christianity. Yeah. So therefore, it wasn't bad if you if you left, not right. leave Christianity, but explored other areas. Right. And so for people who are like super committed to their religion, I love that. I think you should do whatever it is that makes you feel closest and most connected to God. Totally. That's amazing. I'm not here to tell you that that any way is wrong because like you said, I think all religions are saying the same thing. We're just speaking different languages. But giving yourself the permission to just be curious about life opens you up. Yeah. Because life is ready to be like, hey, here's how powerful you are. Yeah. And you're energetic being. So every thought you have, every action you take, every feeling that you have sends out some frequency out there. You know, and energy is not destroyed. So after you die, after you leave your physical body, it goes somewhere and they're with you, but you can't see it with your physical eyes, your naked eyes. Oh yeah. What advice would you give to someone who thinks they might be a healer or people in the healing space? Um, I honestly think practice makes perfect. So try Reiki on yourself. Try giving complimentary free sessions to friends and family and your coworkers because that just takes up off the pressure a little bit. And, you know, I read this thing. It's like, you don't have to be the best healer to be a healer. You don't have to be the best actor to be the best, to be an actor. You don't have to be the best writer to be a writer. Like just start somewhere and with practice, effort, and your time and your dedication, like progress will be made. And you don't have to know what the whole staircase will look like. Just Focus on the step in front of you, and I promise you, if it's aligned, if it's for you, you will receive the blessings and opportunities that were meant for you. And if you told me five years ago that I would have this Reiki practice and would be teaching all over the world, you know, got a book deal, I would not have believed you, you know. And I always wanted to be a writer, I think, growing up. But I never knew it would be about Reiki, Mm. and this literally just fell on my lap, Mm. you know. So... You just never know what can happen. Just also lead with your curiosity. Like allow yourself to be led, but also follow that inner calling, that innate like interest that you have, right? Yes, the things that you're interested or in or that excite you that like, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like something that you do on your free time, see if you can offer that, if you can educate yourself on that, you know, and get training and offer that to other people as well. Yeah. You know? And don't don't glue yourself to like one thing. Pay attention to the many things. Right. Be curious and be like, why am I interested in this? And what do you do on your free time? Like right. I was reading books on psychology and spirituality on my free time when I was at my corporate job. So I yeah. was thinking like, okay, if I'm doing this on my free time and I'm get if I get paid for this or if I'm able to be of service doing this work like how much success how much freedom could I have doing Mm, this yes if you are somebody who's listening to this and you're like okay I think I have psychic abilities I do I do communicate with dead people (laughs) (laughs) um you you like you're super into manifestation and energetics and and healing and you're an empath and you want to help people Mm -hmm. I think maybe you should explore Reiki so 
Can you tell us about how people can do that through your program? Yeah, so I teach virtually for now. Um, so I teach level one and two, which gets you certified and you know you learn the foundations of Reiki and you learn how to self-heal and do Reiki in other people. And I also teach the Reiki master course, which is um, a training for Reiki practitioners who want to certify and teach other people as well. And I will say, you can doubt it until you believe it. Like, you yeah. don't have to believe it, you know? Have right. your own experience. You know, right. who am I to tell you that Reiki... And there's so many healing modalities out there. Yeah. And, you know, take what resonates. And, you know, there's yoga, meditation, Reiki, acupuncture. Like, there's going to be different modalities from different stages in your life. But just know that all these tools are out there for you. Yeah. Essentially, Reiki is a therapy it's like a therapy where the modality meaning the way that it's delivered is through it's like energy through yeah hands, i'm a channeler through physical touch yeah well i can also do it over over the phone it right. can be over distant right um, which totally works i've done that by the way i mean too. yeah it's energy doesn't know time and space um and yeah just stay curious and stay open I love it and stay in vibe. Um, <laughs> that was so, a good end. Yes, yeah. So for for our listeners, Hey is going to give us a little discount code if you're interested in doing her course. Um, use the code PowerFem. Yes. I'll mm -hmm. put the links to her website to show uh, to sign up for that in the show notes. Of course, as always, code PowerFem. And then if you're interested in doing distant Reiki with Hey or even like in, in person. person in LA definitely check her out she's amazing i love getting reiki from hey same code power fam and i guess there will be a link for that as well yeah for the show just notes. go on my website stayinvibe.org amazing hey i have one final question for you and that is if you were in an elevator and you were going somewhere right and it's okay. like it's you today you right. who is in all encompassing all knowing believing trusting mm -hmm. and just like a little girl comes on to the to the elevator yeah what would you say to that young girl? What would you, what wisdom would you want to impart on her? And how would you want her to feel like after having met you? So like talking to my past self. It could be the, yeah, okay. it could be your past self. Yeah. Um, I would tell her to not worry and everything will work out. Mm -hmm. Like I think we worry so much. And in hindsight, if we just look back at everything, everything has worked out, you know, and also Everything can be a blessing if you look at it that way. You know, rejection can be the redirection. It's really how you shape your perception and your reality. Wow, that is so good. And it is true. When yeah. I do look back, everything has worked out. Yeah, totally. And everything that was a rock bottom, that everything that was a struggle, like in hindsight, I'm like, okay, that had to happen for me to get to X, Y, and Z. You guys... Hey is amazing. I can't recommend checking out her book enough. If you're interested, if you love to read, if you are interested in Reiki, check out her book. Please. Reiki Illustrated. Reiki Illustrated. It's on Amazon. It's on at Barnes and Noble. Oh my mm. God, it's so cool. My friends are so cool. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Um, also Apple Books. Um, and yeah, just check her out. And you guys, mm. I love you so much. Thank you for joining us on this amazing podcast episode. Best one yet. High five. Thank you. Um, I love you. Me. Yes, of course. Love Thanks you. For coming. I love you too. <laughs>